Welcome to the 10 Minutes from the Top series from the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. My name is Laura Deirda, and I am an editor-in-chief at Becker's Spinal View. I'm joined today by Dr. Jim Ballard, an orthopedic surgeon with Rock Orthopedics and OSI, the Oregon Surgical Institute in Oregon. We have a few questions here where we'll be discussing the COVID-19 pandemic as well as key trends for ASDs today. And without further ado, we'll begin. Dr. Ballard, what is the status quo of your practice right now? Well, things for us are probably like they are for a lot of surgeons. We've been essentially on a shutdown of elective operations since the end of March. In our particular state, they've loosened up the elective restriction to 50% of our prior volume, and we just began that last Friday. So we're just kind of re-emerging, but we're being told to re-emerge at a 50% volume, which has been uh, as much of a challenge probably as shutting down was a challenge. Absolutely. And what was it like four years ago as compared to what things are like now? (laughs) What was it like four years ago compared to now? I mean, those, you know, my world was totally different four years ago, not just because of the pandemic. I mean, for all of us, uh, I think that answer rings true for all of us. Our lives were radically different. Nobody would have imagined living in this kind of dystopian future that's almost like we're living in a movie, movie script. Outside of that obvious caveat, you know, where I'm an orthopedic surgeon not doing what I what I usually do, meaning I'm not operating a lot, I'm not seeing patients a lot, um, something that has changed dramatically from four years ago is I now do 35% or a little bit more than that of my elective joint replacements in, a joint, in, a, in an outpatient surgery center. And uh, four years ago, I was in the planning stages for that, but now I'm actually doing that. So a lot of my work has shifted to the outpatient environment. Got it. And what do you expect? Uh, how do you expect things to go, I guess, three months from now? How do I expect things to go three months from now? Well, there's a big difference between what I hope will happen three months from now and from what I expect. I think if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that whatever you think is going to happen likely won't happen. So I'm kind of hesitant to even optimistically speculate about what will come in three months. I think, but if, if, to answer your question, three months from now, uh, we will probably be back up to full volume of elective operations. I think the pandemic is going to have more of an impact than we as surgeons hope on patient demand for the services that we offer. I think that demand is going to be dampened. Um, I don't think that my volumes uh, three months from now will be as high as they were in the same time frame a year prior to that or two years prior to that. So my one of my biggest concerns is not what will happen to my ability or my capacity to do these procedures. My my concern now is shifting to where will, where will the demand be? Will the demand be the same? Because the impact of COVID on the economy has obviously been dramatic and it's gonna significantly impact people's healthcare decisions at least over the next six months. So that's probably my main concern. That makes sense. Thank you for outlining that for me. And now I'd like to ask you a quick question about total joint replacements in the AST. As you um, know, CMS has approved that for um, their beneficiaries in the total, total joint replacements in the ASC. And I'm wondering where you see trends for total joints uh, going in the future. So the trends for total joints in the future, I think the writing has been on the wall for that for several years. Um, I was fortunate to get involved in this space many years ago, uh, probably seven years ago, and then was able to create a, a surgery center, a de novo center that was built 
to handle total joint replacement. So I think the Medicare change, the rule change in January to allow total knee replacement to, to be done in independent surgery centers is a real pivot point in the history of outpatient uh, centers and the volumes that we do there. It's a very key moment, I think. We embraced that transition the very, very first week of January. So we've done a considerable volume of Medicare knee replacements at our center since January. Uh, we all fully expect that hip replacements will will come around similarly uh, in January of 21. We certainly hope they will. Something that's been very, very interesting for us, and we've been analyzing the, our, our data about this, when, when Medicare beneficiaries came into the AAC environment, we were all worried, I think universally, that they, for some reason, wouldn't do as well as a commercial patient would for whatever reason, you know, uh, images of frailty or, you know, more uh, compromised home support or whatever the reason was. I think we all would have predicted that Medicare patients would struggle more in the outpatient environment. And what's interesting is that at OSI, we, we have data that overwhelmingly shows, uh, and I'm, I mean overwhelmingly shows, that our Medicare patients are doing better in the outpatient arena than our commercial patients. And, they are, and our commercial patients already did well. So they have adapted very nicely to this environment. Um, it's very exciting because I think it completes the paradigm shift. I think now we fully see that uh, healthy people of all ages and all uh, insurance backgrounds can be successfully taken care of in the outpatient arena, which is better for the patients, it's better for the surgeons, and uh, very importantly, it's much better for the payers by a significant amount. Thank you for going through that, Dr. Ballard. The final question here is, um, could you tell us what you see as the new normal and what that looks like? Boy, the new normal. Wow, that is a tough question, isn't it? Um, the new normal for... Well, surgery going forward, at least in the next year or year and a half, we're going to be living with with this threat of COVID-19 and and at least at least the specter of it and the and the concern for it, you know, the the burden of COVID-19 how to and how it impacts an orthopedic surgeon won't be, and that I'm suddenly going to transition into caring for COVID-19 patients, especially in Oregon where our, our incidence of infection right now is fortunately quite low. The problem is that the new normal is going to be impacted as far as, the, you know, the as I said earlier, is the demand for patients going to go down in the next year because of the tremendous economic impact this has had on people's ability to be insured, on people's, you know, people who have been off work. Are they going to want to come back from the pandemic and go right in to joint replacement recovery or will they wait? And I suspect that people might tend to wait and our demand might drop. Um, and then, of course, there is the change it's going to create in demand as far as logistics go, are we going to, you know, we're moving towards screening every elective patient uh, for COVID-19. Uh, what's the role that antibody testing will play remains to be seen. You know, how will this affect our efficiency? Will we, will we be able to move as many patients through in a day? And, you know, really when you, when you do arthroplasty for a living, the volume of patients you can take care of in a week is an enormous uh, indicator for business health. So if, if our efficiencies drop, then the profitability and the business model begins to be affected as well. So the new normal, I think, is going to be extraordinarily challenging, um, even if we're able to go back and operate without restrictions. It's fascinating to see what will happen there. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, Dr. Ballard. We really appreciate your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Have a great day.